Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. It'll take you up to 10 o'clock here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. Plenty to get to. It's me and you flying solo for the next three and a half hours. MGM National Harbor Listing Lines wide open all show long. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Plenty of things to discuss with you all over the phone. But I want to get to the main event of today. Monumental Sports with a monumental seismic decision uh, that was made at about 8 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. Wes Unsell Jr., not fired as the head coach of the Washington Wizards, but transitioned as the head coach of the Washington Wizards. He'll now be a front office confidant, liaison, whatever you want to call it. As we roll through the program tonight, I'll give you what I know and what I can tell you uh, about what's actually going on within Monumental Sports and why this decision was ultimately made. But you all know it, unless you've been living under a rock uh, the entirety of the day, if you've been at work or you've been dealing with the kids, whatever. Wes Unsell Jr. out as the head coach of the Washington Wizards. And on first blush, right, I was floored by the decision because everything that I've heard, everything that I've been told is that the front office, Mike Winger, Will Dawkins, Ted Leonsis, I was under the belief that they were going to assess the coaching staff as well as other prominent members in the front office in terms of scouts at season's end. But after what? What are they, 7-33? and 33? Or 7-36 and 36 after 40 or so games? Michael Winger, Will Dawkins, and the powers that be within Monumental Sports deciding that enough is enough, and they could no longer move forward with Wes Unsell Jr. as the head coach of your Washington Wizards. The Wizards 7-36 and right now. And we all knew this was going to be a tough season for this bunch, right? I don't think the record well, – let me, let me walk that back. I, I always, in terms of the Wizards, I describe myself as maybe the prince of positivity. Because I always, in the Wizards, for me, I look at them through the lens of glass half full, right? And it always feels like to me with the Wizards, I'm too late to realize that they suck. Like like last year. Or, the, or the, yeah, last year, I was hoping for this team to make the postseason. 
I was upset when Bradley Beal got traded this offseason. I wanted them to continue to run things back because I'm a dumb fan. I don't know any better. I grow a personal attachment to some of these players, and it's hard to see them shipped out of here, especially Bradley Beal, who for a young Wizards fan like me, him and John Wall really represented the new era of Wizards basketball. And as they parted ways with uh, Bradley Beal this past offseason, it really felt like the end of an era in terms of Wizards basketball. And as Wes Unseld Jr. relieved of his duties or transitioned into the front office earlier this morning, it feels like another changing of the guard with the Washington Wizards. Ironically enough, the team in action tonight, playing the second half of a back-to-back, playing host of the Utah Jazz, we'll see what adjustments new interim head coach Brian Keith makes. And we'll get into Keith as we roll throughout the show here, but I'm, I'm, I'm damn thrilled with Brian Keith being given this opportunity. I know there's a contingent of fans out there that were excited about the prospect of David Vanterpool potentially coming the next head coach. He's got local ties, and he's a damn good assistant, one of the top in the NBA. But Brian Keith has a knack for player development, and I'm seeing some of the quotes online right now about Brian Keith and his first media availability as the new head coach of the Wizards. And there's one common word. One common word that continues to be thrown around. And to be quite honest with you, what was it, four years ago or three years ago when Wes Unsell Jr. was hired, this word was the sexy flash buzzword then. Defense. Defense. I think the thing that's most disappointing about the way Wes Unsell Jr.'s tenure went here in D.C. as the head coach is he was brought here to drastically overhaul Washington's defense. And as you look right now, (laughs) believe Washington 27th in the NBA in defensive rating. Now, this year is not the year to really lay the hammer down on Wes Unsell Jr. in terms of the defense being poor, because let's be transparent. Let's be open and honest about it. They don't have the personnel to be competitive defensively. They just don't. They just don't. But to me, I think we got here not because of the personnel, because let's be honest, right? It feels like just yesterday, I remember I was in, I think I was producer for the Junkies during Wes Unseld's first year on the job. I was still making my way into the building, and they got off to this 10-3 and start, and I'm talking to J.P. Flame of the Junkies, older crowd, older demographic. They've been here before with the Wizards, and J.P. was telling me, yeah, don't, don't get your hopes up now, young kid. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about, J.P.? But ultimately time Gives you the answer to everything. Wes Unseld Jr. out as the head coach in Washington. Defense, to me, is the big area where he let this group down. Moving forward, Brian Keith and I, I'm, Vic, I don't know if you've seen it or not on Twitter. Got super producer Vic Ferreira behind the glass tonight. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter. I think there's a immediate opportunity for Brian Keith to lay his fingerprints, to establish himself as a new head coach of the Wizards. There was a lot of conversation about the starting five that Wes Unsell Jr. has been trotting out. Tyus Jones at point guard, Jordan Poole at the shooting guard, Denny Avdi at small forward, Kyle Kuzma at the four, Daniel Gafford at the five. Based on what we've seen this year from the Wizards' first-round pick, Malau Koulibaly, it's probably organizational malpractice that he's not starting. 
It just is. This kid is top five in every statistical category amongst rookies. He has been probably the biggest bright spot on the team this year. It's a close fight for for first. Him and Denny Avdi, I thought, have been brilliant this year. One thing that I know some folks have grown frustrated with, with Wes Unsell Jr., and this is Wizards Twitter, this is people I talk to around the arena, it seems like Denny Avdia and Bilal Koulibaly, your two biggest bright spots of the season, they don't have a lot of shared minutes on the floor together this year because their offensive rating when both of those guys are on the floor is horrendous. But those are probably your best two on-ball defenders. Those are probably the two or three most valuable assets in your franchise. Denny Avdia, say what you all want about him, young pup, I remember the Luka Doncic comparisons coming out. It's probably super unrealistic. But this is an NBA rotational player. This is a starter, probably, on a damn good NBA team. And for whatever reason, while Wes Unsell Jr. was the coach, you would never see those two finish. Or or in a game where Washington's playing well, it's either Denny's getting benched in crucial moments or Bilal's getting benched in crucial moments. Almost like their skill set is redundant which is actually not the case at all. So that was a big question mark. I know a lot of people were scared to death about the Jordan Poole experience at the start of the season. A lot of his inefficient play, from my vantage point at least, comes from him not being put in the best position to succeed. Now, the one thing I always pushed back on was like, well, why would the coaches put the players in the best position to succeed if they're not trying to win, right? You get what I'm, you pick up what I'm putting down here. Jordan Poole, since he's gotten more minutes at point guard, has been way more impactful, has been way more efficient. So we'll see what new head coach Brian Keefe decides to do tonight with his starting lineup. Uh, I'm going to actually scroll through Twitter here because I'm probably late to the party. The Wizards' Twitter page is normally damn good in terms of releasing their starting lineups and getting you up to speed as to what's going on. No, I'm, I'm stunned by this. No change tonight to the starting lineup. They will roll with Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Denny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma, and Daniel Gafford. So that kind of dispels one rumor or puts something to bed about maybe maybe the move was made because they weren't happy with his rotations. Well, Brian Keefe's rolling with the exact same starting five. So we will see what changes Brian Keefe has uh, in his rotations. We'll see if we get extended minutes. Uh, out of some of our young pups, we've seen Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, get some crucial minutes here in the past couple of games. Uh, the Wizards actually made a roster addition in their front court here over the past week or so, bringing in Trey Jamison, who is a big body guy, 6'11", 260, built like a damn clothes hanger. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Not that he's skinny, but his shoulders are that damn broad. He got in last night in garbage time. We'll see uh, if he comes over and and is able to give the Wizards some good front court minutes. Uh, We have the trade deadline coming up on February the 8th. A lot of time between now and then about, actually not a lot of time, two weeks. Look at the old calendar. Yeah, about two weeks to the NBA's trade deadline. Washington expected to be very active leading up to that deadline. So we'll see who eventually gets moved who stays, and what lineup changes we see post-deadline. Because what we know right now is this coaching staff, this front office, hell-bent on showcasing 
the veteran talent that they have on this roster that can possibly net them first-round picks. That's what they're concerned with, getting tremendous return for Tyus Jones, getting a tremendous return for Daniel Gafford, potentially getting a tremendous return for Kyle Kuzma. Now, the Kyle Kuzma situation is interesting. If you tapped into overtime on Monday night, we had a pal, a longtime NBA insider, Brandon Scooby Robinson in studio, and he was very adamant about the fact that, look, Washington and other reports have said this as well. Washington would have to be knocked off of their feet, so to speak, by a trade offer in order to pull the trigger on a Kyle Kuzma deal. And I understand some of you are probably saying, well, what? The Wizards are 7-36. and 36. How does anyone have value? How can Washington be playing hardball during negotiations? Well, I'll tell you why. Kyle Kuzma, say what you want about him. I know he gets a lot of attention for his flair for the dramatics, right? He's a, a fashion mogul. He's uh, just an overall popular dude. A lot of glitz, a lot of glamour, but there's also substance to Kyle Kuzma's game as well. And I feel like locally, you know, I think he gets a bad rap, but when you talk to folks in NBA circles, Kyle Kuzma, especially on this current contract that he's on, he's considered a positive asset in the NBA. 22 points a game, six rebounds, four and a half assists. The efficiency can go up a lot, but you see what he's capable of doing. And the one thing I always give a immense amount of credit to Kyle Kuzma for is you got to think about him and what he wants to accomplish in his career, right? It's easy for guys to, you know, want to collect a check, get fat, and not want to work hard anymore. The thing I love about Kuz, he just got the bag this summer, but every year that he's been here in D.C., you've seen him make strides in his game. Every year that he's been a member of the Wizards, you've seen him grow his game and add a new tool in the toolbox, so to speak. Kyle Kuzma's a three-level scorer, and standing at six foot ten, has tremendous switchability on defense. He's a good player, right? He was the third best player on a championship team back in the bubble with the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's not try to downplay what Kuz is. But like I said, the reports continue to allude to the fact that Washington is just super reluctant on moving on from Kyle Kuzma. And I understand that wholeheartedly. When you look at what Pascal Siakam was able to net the Raptors a couple of weeks back with their trade with Toronto, I think that kind of creates the framework for what a potential Kyle Kuzma deal is going to look like. And people out there I know are rolling their eyes and thinking I'm on booger sugar for saying that Kyle Kuzma's worth two or three first-round picks. But when you consider the contract, when you consider the talent, and you consider the skill set, hell yeah, he's worth that to the right team. New Orleans showing interest. The Kings showing interest. Dallas showing interest. So we'll see if Washington ultimately decides to move him by the trade deadline. But if I'm giving you my honest opinion, I, I don't want Kyle Kuzma to be moved. I'm of the mindset, you got to have some sort of talent in your locker room. You can't get rid of everyone. And for me, Kyle Kuzma, unless I get my socks blown off, I'm talking three ones in a, in a, in a young asset, it's going to be hard 
for me to want to deal him away. And I love the way he's wasted no time ingratiating himself in the community with the Kyle Kuzma Family Foundation. They were huge during Thanksgiving and Christmas time, giving away free meals on Thanksgiving, giving away presents during the Christmas season. So I love Kyle Kuzma, the person. I love Kyle Kuzma, the basketball player. But the reports are real. If they get a deal that they are comfortable with, I think as Sham Sarnia reported on Monday, there is no player on this roster that is deemed untouchable outside of Bilal Koulibaly. The one thing I'd say is hopefully we can get our guy that's considered quote-unquote untouchable, hopefully we can get him some starters minutes. As I mentioned, Brian Keith had the opportunity to make a big-time first impression as the new head coach of the Washington Wizards by making a change to the starting lineup. He decided not to do so. Your regular starters for tonight as the team plays host of the Utah Jazz, Jordan Poole, Tyus Jones, Denny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma, and Daniel Gafford. We'll take your calls all show long on this monumental news, no pun intended. The Washington Wizards deciding to move Wes Unselt Jr. into the front office. They promote assistant Brian Keefe to be the team's interim head coach. We'll take your calls on this all show long. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll, we take a, we'll take a quick timeout, and when we come back on the other side of this break, I'll tell you whether or not Brian Keefe has a legitimate opportunity to keep this job long-term. That's next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just getting rolling here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Liddell Willingham. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before handing things over to CBS Sports Radio. Coming up, a little teaser for you. Top of the 9 o'clock hour, we will let you hear from the general manager and assistant general manager of the Washington Wizards, Michael Winger and Will Dawkins. Uh, They addressed the media uh, ahead of new interim head coaches, uh, Brian Keefe, his press conference. First, as the interim coach of the Washington Wizards, I will play some of that for you as the show rolls on here as well. I want to reset things for those of you all just now joining us. A seismic day in terms of D.C. basketball, uh, monumental sports and entertainment 
Still in the headlines, man. First, it was the announcement at about 8 o'clock this morning, Eastern time, that Wes Unsell Jr., the head coach of the Washington Wizards, uh, they're transitioning him into a front office role. And Brian Keefe, new assistant on the bench, uh, will take over as the interim head coach. And a little bit about Brian Keefe here. Brian Keefe, well-traveled around uh, the association. Vic, I'll, I'll send you some audio here. We'll play it for you all a little bit later on in the show. Kevin Durant basically gives his entire career's credit to Brian Keefe. And I think it just shows what type of cat and coach Brian Keefe is. Uh, he That 2017 Lakers team, when he improved them from 30th ranked defense in the NBA all the way up to 12th, like he's he's got that type of chops and that type of impact on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, he's very familiar with Will Dawkins, general manager here in Washington. So I think he's got a legitimate opportunity to keep this job long-term. And we teased that going into the break whether he had a real shot at this, a lot of the times in pro sports, right, basketball, football, whatever, whenever the head man is relieved of his duties, it normally feels like whatever interim takes over for him has no shot, has no real chance of maintaining the gig long-term. In the NFL, remember Rich Passaccia with the Raiders getting relieved of his duties after performing damn well in the interim role. Antonio Pierce, you know, is a, on the good end of that spectrum, so to speak, right? It's very interesting. It's very interesting that we're at this point with the Washington Wizards. Because to peel back the curtain a little bit, just like the commanders haven't been properly run over an extended period of time, one can say that about the Wizards. And the difference between the commanders and the Wizards is Daniel Snyder was an absolute jackass. Ted Leones is, is a damn good stand-up individual. I have nothing to say bad about Ted. I never will. He wants this, this town to be a basketball town. He wants Wizards basketball revived, which is why he made the decision that he made this summer, moving off of Brad Beal, moving off of Tommy Shepard, ripping the Band-Aid off, so to speak, and saying, let's hit the reset button. I think today's decision, the decision to transition Wes Unselt Jr. into the front office, that's another step in this long-term process that I see for Washington. And I'll be honest with you, to, to keep drawing the parallel to the commanders, I, I think the burgundy and gold rebuild, depending on how you hit at quarterback, can be much quicker than what I expect this Wizards rebuild to be. We are at least two or three drafts away. And I know that, like, makes people want to duck and hide. But, like, we're going to be the bottom feeders of the NBA for the foreseeable future. Now, I don't know what impact Brian Keefe is going to have and if guys all of a sudden start playing hard. But I said at the top of the show, Washington's regressed significantly on defense. This year in particular, they are the worst defensively that they've been under Wes Unsell Jr. But the difference this time around to me is the personnel that they're trotting out there, they're not trying to win. They're just not. They're just not. So I, I get it, right? Wes was in a tough spot. From my vantage point, I think the message may have just gotten stale. I think the message no longer was resonating with the players. That, that's, 
that's probably that's probably how we got to this point. That's probably why they've performed the way that they have through the first stretch of the season here. But with Brian Keefe, his development or his background, excuse me, in player development is a major reason why I expect him to get a significant long-term look at this job. Some of his previous stops, from 2007 to 2015, he was with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He was with the Knicks in 2015-16. He was with the Lakers from 16 to 19. He returned back to the Thunder in 1920. The last two years, he's been in Brooklyn on the Nets. And then this is his first year uh, as a member of the Washington Wizards coaching staff. There is a lot to be excited about with him because of his background in player development. I think that probably is one of the biggest areas that the Wizards have struggled here over the past decade. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm saying decade, but it's really been that damn long, right? And I always say I'm the youngest in charge movement. I'm 26, so my, my memory of things, I can have a little bit of revisionist history at times. I admit it. But the one thing that I know for sure I am always spot on and 100% correct about the Washington Wizards ain't drafted worth a damn since John Wall and Bradley Beal. This is no slight to any of the current draft picks, but when you look at Washington's draft track record, some people are going to point to, well, they didn't draft good players. I look at it from the vantage point of the player development just hadn't been good enough. And when you revamp the Wizards bench the way they did this summer, bringing in Brian Keefe, bringing in David Vanterpool, clearly there is an emphasis on player development. Because as we look, 2010 is when John Wall was drafted. Jan Vesely and uh, Chris Singleton in 2011, and then Bradley Beal in 2012. Post-Bradley Beal, it's hard to really get excited about any of the Wizards draft picks. It just is. It just is. Otto Porter taking number three overall. You know what that turned into. Jerry and Grant ended up trading that pick back in 15. Troy Brown actually made his return to Cap 1 Arena last night. He's a part of the, the best rotation in the West. Why? Is he now all of a sudden having success? We didn't develop him. We drafted an 18-year-old Troy, Troy Brown Jr., and expected him to become the bee's knees right away. Rui Hachimura, to me, wasn't properly developed. Now, Denny Avdia, I like the progression and, and development of Denny Avdia. Like I said at the top of the show, Denny and Bilal Koulibaly, for whatever this year is supposed to be, I know we're supposed to be horrible, you're trying to tank, and all of that. You're going to be active at the deadline. If you're looking for silver linings, if you're looking for bright spots, what you've seen from Denny and Bilal this year is phenomenal. What you've seen from Corey Kispert this year has been phenomenal. That's another thing that I hope Coach Brian Keith can help out with. We got to unlock Corey Kispert all the way. We got to get Corey Kispert 10 three-point attempts a game. Corey Kispert is one of the best three-point shooters in the association. And it feels crazy saying that because he's on a seven-win basketball team. Now, obviously, Corey's got his limitations on defense, but he shoot the damn cover off the ball. Yet, it's hard for us to find shots for him consistently. Those are the things that I want to see improve under new interim coach Brian Keefe. 
Vicky, if you got it ready, I want to let the people and you all hear. Brian Keefe, new interim head coach of the Washington Wizards, gave an opening statement at his press conference about an hour ago. Take a listen. You know, a tough day emotionally for all of us here. Um, I know a lot of people in this room have known Wes Sol Jr. for a long time. He chose me to be on his staff. I, I, you know, I, that's a privilege to do that, and I took that very seriously. Um, he's a great man, a good coach, um, but an even better person. I know you guys have all experienced your time with him. It doesn't really get any better for him, so my heart goes out to him. And These are emotional days. Uh, it, unfortunately, it's part of our business. Um, I am humbled by the opportunity that before me uh, that Michael and Will Doc and Nicole Winger were bestowed upon me, and we have to be better. Um, we have to own that, that we're part of that, what happened. So we had to look inward. We had to, and I had to look inward myself and challenge the group to be more competitive, better defensively, and we're going to be looking for growth. But that has to start first with me. And those are the things that are running through my head right now. Um, but, you know, obviously a tough day for sure. Yeah, I thought this is my first time hearing it, so I'm reacting in real time with you all. I love the answer for him. Taking the high road, acknowledging the fact that, look, Wes Unsell brought me on his staff this year. Wes Unsell Jr. thought highly enough of me that I would be a tremendous addition to this staff and make us better. So I do think Brian is being genuine when he says, you know, it's a sad day for everybody. And the one thing that I want to, like, touch on here, and we'll dive into it in more detail as the show rolls on here tonight, There is this belief, based on listening to all the shows today, reading Twitter, this belief that Wes was transitioned into the front office because of his last name. Now, that is a super hot-button topic. That is spicy. And we'll tackle it (laughs) here in this 7 o'clock hour. But early thoughts on that? Can't say it doesn't make sense, right? One thing that Brian Keefe talked about there in that opening statement that resonated with me the most, and I said it at the top of the show, defense. Defense. The Wizards were not competitive defensively, and they're showing shots of him on the bench right now talking to the players. He just looks more engaged. He looks more active. I'm just happy to see him. I'm happy to just see him be engaged. I'm happy to see him be involved. You know, I didn't really know a ton about him before today. But when you read up on him and you hear how other folks talk about him, and we'll play that Kevin Durant audio before we get out of here, there's a reason, you know, he's been around the NBA this long. There's a reason he's had some pretty successful stops throughout his career. He knows ball. But the most important thing about Brian Keith that people keep talking about It's his ability to teach and develop talent. That matters in this day and age. That sure as hell matters in this day and age. Now, let me, I'm looking this up real quick. Let me just look up Lakers draft history. Because if my brain is not playing tricks on me right now, Brian Keefe played a pretty instrumental part in the development of some key members of the Lakers. Brandon Ingram, back in 2016. That was his first year on that staff. We see the young man and player that B.I.'s turned into. Lonzo Ball. 
Obviously, he had to leave Los Angeles to, to really, you know, see his development come to fruition. But, you know, the guy's got chops for developing young talent. And when you're a team rebuilding, trying to take that next step and figure out who you are, you need a guy like him. You need a guy like him. I think as we move throughout the rest of this season, we will see probably changes to the starting lineup. I think right now it feels like he's being handicapped, so to speak, by their desire, probably the front office's desire, quite frankly, to showcase this veteran talent. That's why I don't think we've seen a change to the starting lineup. That's why I don't think we will see a change to the starting lineup you know, until maybe after the All-Star break. I mean, that's that's real, you know? And post-All-Star break, I think you'll really get to start to see certain guys unlocked. I want to see more of Denny Avdia, who I mentioned, you know, is having a career year. I want to see more of Bilal Koulibaly, you know, who, who we talk about constantly exceeding expectations. And the thing I always say about Bilal is his offensive game. And I've been you know, paying attention to basketball and knowing what the hell I'm talking about. Probably since about 2007, 2008. I've never can remember a player's offensive game being so undersold the way that Bilal Koulibaly's is. I mean, this kid has the ability to put the ball on the deck. He's good in catch-and-shoot situations. He's a crafty finisher around the rim. I love everything about his game. I do. I got to see more of it. Now, I understand maybe they're, trying to, they're probably trying to play the long game with his development. This is just speculation. I fully anticipate him being moved into the starting lineup post-All-Star. You just have to. You just have to. And while we continue to give credit to Bilal and talk about how good he's been, I wonder how much Brian Keefe has had to do with this. This has been... The Wizards' best-looking rookie in some time, it feels like. And he's not even getting the volume of minutes that we were accustomed to seeing Denny Avdia getting his rookie year, Corey Kispert getting his rookie year. There are times where Bilal becomes invisible out there. I don't know if that's a result of coaching or what, but hopefully the rest of the way here under Brian Keefe, we don't get to say that anymore. Because I'm telling you, there's a reason Shams came out with that report. This team is all in on Bilal Koulibaly and what he could end up being. You got to think about that Bilal Koulibaly pick, ladies and gentlemen. That was the first move of the Mike Winger, Will Dawkins era. And they swung for the fences. Because I remember it was hosted right on the concourse at Cap 1, myself and Chris Knocky. And when the pick was announced, I looked at C. Knock. I said, what the hell? Who, who is Bilal Koulibaly? Why are we not taking care of Whitmore? The, the local cat out of Villanova who was, you know, projected to be a top 10 player. Why are we taking this kid that I've never heard of? And then the more you started to do research on him, you see his late rise during the pre-draft process. And then this is what stood out to me in terms of Will Dawkins and why player development, I think, is really this group's strength. They were the only team to fly Bilal to America, or I think they maybe went to France to work this kid out. So they saw something that the rest of the association didn't, and clearly they're reaping the benefits of it. Blau Koulibaly, top five in every major statistical category amongst rookies. Steals, blocks, 
He had a four-block game the other night. Like, this kid can do it all. And I've gotten the opportunity to, you know, be inside of the Wizards locker room and start to, you know, bud relationships with some of these dudes. He's just a happy-go-lucky 19-year-old that is living his damn dream, playing basketball in America, in the NBA. And I think he plays hard, and he has an appreciation for this game. I do know this, though, from a private, off-the-record conversation I had with Bilal Koulibaly. He damn sure wants the basketball a hell of a lot more. Known for his defense, but definitely capable uh, on the offensive end as well. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open all show long. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. When we come back, more on Brian Keefe being named the interim head coach of your Washington Wizards. When we get back, let you hear from Brian Keefe on what changes he expects to be made. That's next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking up the 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio. Quick update on the D.C. family. The Washington Wizards in action. First game post-West Unsell Jr., second out of a back-to-back. Jordan Clarkson and the Utah Jazz are in town. 355 and counting left to go in the opening frame. It's the Jazz with a 26-18 lead. Uh, in the first quarter. We'll see if Washington is able to come back and remain competitive in this basketball game. Wouldn't it be a damn shame if they get blown out in the first game of the Brian Keefe era? Not that I'm trying to project that on them, but it would be, like I said, a damn shame if that actually uh, had to happen. Early scores for you, Kyle Kuzma, the leading scorer for the Wizards, 4-6 from the field with eight points. The high man is Laurie Marketing for the Utah Jazz. We'll keep you up to speed on that. All night long. I want to continue to let you hear from the new interim head coach of your Washington Wizards, Brian Keefe. Uh, he spoke to the local media about an hour ago and uh, gave some thoughts on what's next for this Washington Wizards team. Right now, though, I do want to let you hear from Brian Keefe on what's next for this Washington Wizards team. I've been really just focused on today. Like, it's been a lot to just to get through today. And what I want our group to be for tonight is I want us to be competitive. Um, to fight a little harder, uh, to share the ball. Um, we're going to get into schemes and coverages as, as we go along because that's what we do as basketball coaches. But, you know, we're part of something that didn't work. So we had to look internally, and that starts with me, and I've told our players that. Like, I have to be better. And I'm challenging them to look inward too. 
because we have to do this as a group. I know you can't do this alone. I'm going to have a lot of support by a lot of people. But I think that's what we're looking for this last 39 games is growth. There'll be some experimentation. Not I wouldn't say experimentation. Discovery would be the better word of how we can big out better things within our lineup, have our guys grow as a team. I think those are the things that I've been thinking about for sure. Brian Keefe talking about what potential changes we could expect uh, with the D.C. family now that he is the interim head coach. Something that stood out from that, for me at least, they got to play harder. And it's, and I learned this from football season, after that Buffalo Bills debacle here at home, that I was pretty hell-bent on questioning the effort of some of the players on the commanders. And, you know, I had a couple of OGs, big bros, so to speak, tell me, hey, guy, relax. Can't question the effort of professional athletes. Well, guess what? I'm questioning the effort of the professional athletes on the Washington Wizards. The start that they had to this season, and and I'll say this, right? The last three weeks to a month have been night and day difference in terms of the effort level, the attitude, the intensity, the controllables, right? That's what ticks me off so much with this group. Yeah, the roster's bad. Yeah, you're trying to tank, but control the controllable. That's frustrating as a fan to watch. Last time I was at Cap One Arena, it was before they had a trip to Cleveland. And I was talking to a scout from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I said, what do you think about this Wiz team? He looked at me. We looked at each other. We both kind of cracked the awkward smile. Then he said, look, man, they'll play hard. If you're looking for a reason today's moves happened, I I think it's because they don't play hard. The message has grown stale in the locker room from Wes Unsell Jr. And I keep drawing parallels to the commander's head coaching search. Think about when Wes Unsell was hired, was it three seasons ago? He was one of the most highly coveted assistants in all of the association. He was the architect of Denver defensively and played a big part in the growth and development of some young guys that they have. Wes Unsell Jr. can coach. It's not the problem. When you get elevated into that position where you're not just an X's and O's guy, you're now the head honcho in charge, it's a different role. It's a different criteria. It's a different skill set, quite frankly. So while we're all hot under the collar for Ben Johnson because of his offensive prowess, can he lead men? Same thing. Should have been asked about West Unsell Jr. Could he lead men? I'll be honest with you. I love Wes. Nice as all outdoors. Super kind to me always. But his message was starting to fall upon deaf ears, it feels like, in that Wizards locker room. Some of the effort plays that we saw from this group over this first, you know, 40 games of the season. It's embarrassing. It is genuinely embarrassing. Guys not running back on defense. Guys bitching and moaning about not getting a foul. And then their man scores in transition on the other end. It's one thing to be a bad basketball team, folks. It's an entire different set of worms when you're building bad habits. Especially when you have such a young, impressionable team. I don't really have a bunch of vets on this roster. Especially now that you've dealt the way your two elder statesmen talking about Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari. 
it puts more of the onus, in my opinion, on a guy like a Kyle Kuzma to lead, earn the money you got. And I'll say this, Kuzma's, to me, done a tremendous job leading this year, which is why I'm not in a rush to move off of him. He's done his part, and casual fans out there will say, oh, all he cares about is when he wears to the game, and oh, all he cares about is Winnie Harlow, and all he cares about is Paris Fashion Week. Go fly a kite. When you watch Kyle Kuzma and you see the way he interacts with these younger cats, he's a role model on this team. And there's a reason he's highly coveted right now in the association. The Dallas Mavericks look at him as the piece to get them over the hump here in the Luka Doncic era. So what better compliment than interest around the league? It's a very, very emotional situation for your boy. And I rarely get emotional. <laughs> right? It's hard. We grow personal. And I, I rarely admit this. I, I have grown a personal connection to some of these guys on the team, especially Kuz. I thought Kuz was going to be the third piece to our big three. Kuz, Porzingis, Beal. Obviously, that's a pipe dream now. It's dead and gone. But, man, he's a part of the, the new fabric, in my opinion, the new culture, trying to build and create those good habits on a day-in and day-out basis. This team is young, but they didn't play hard. It was their biggest issue under Wes Unsell Jr., in my opinion. It cost you nothing to give maximum effort. And to me, with these Washington Wizards, this current iteration, they weren't playing hard enough on a consistent enough basis. And Mike Winger, Will Dawkins, they decided it was time for a shakeup. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I want to get your reaction about what's next for the Washington Wizards, or excuse me, I want to get your reaction about the moves that happened today for the Washington Wizards. The team deciding to transition head coach Wes Unsell Jr. into the front office. They promote Brian Keefe to be the interim head coach. What's your reaction to that decision? And then who do you think benefits the most from this coaching change? I know it's a tough question. But who do you think is the biggest beneficiary of shaking the room, so to speak, uh, if you're the Washington Wizards? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Keith is in D.C. What's going on, Keith? Hey, how you doing, brother? Good. Um, I was just asking your call screener. Wasn't Bob Meyer from the Golden State Warriors just in D.C. like a couple of weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Doing something with the Redskins search? You would think that somebody from monumental sports would want to say, hey, let me go down to Ashburns and see if I can pluck this guy mine to see if we can get this dynasty going here. You were supposed to go try to find him, have a meeting, or try to <laughs> never let him leave D.C. without talking about this team. So, in theory, I blame ownership. I don't blame West. I don't blame the players. I blame the owner. And from the bottom of my heart, when this guy first came to D.C., he was obese. He ate so good and took our money, he got small. That should be a problem. Oh, my Linnell, God. That should be a nah, problem. No, I hear he you, bro. He's the shape of his – he eats good, bro. And I'm not even trying – I ain't even trying to comfort Ted, but he is – I wish I could have that type of weight loss, Keith. That's what I'm saying. Man, I, I need Ted to get on whatever diet Ted was on. Ted is eating good off D.C. It's time that we get with Ron Moulton. 
We demand a better product here. <laughs> if not, just take them over the hill. Just take them over the river and keep them there. This is the worst <laughs> ownership we have. Talk about in town? Do you mean like we said this is the worst ownership we have, Keith? Do you mean here locally? Keith dropped. Keith, appreciate the call. Continue to tap in. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Who do you think benefits the most from Brian Keith being promoted to the interim head coach of the Washington Wizards? Plus, we want your overall reaction. Wes Unsell Jr. out as the head coach of the Washington Wizards. What do you expect to see moving forward from Brian Keefe's version of the Washington Wizards? Your call's next here on the fan. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listing Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. You're locked into overtime here on 1067 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over CBS Sports Radio. Right now, I want to go back out to the phones. I need your reaction, people. Monumental moves made today by the Washington Wizards, no pun intended. Making the decision to transition head coach Wes Unsell Jr. into the front office and promote assistant coach Brian Keefe to the interim head coach role. Two-part question for you. One, very simple. What's your overall reaction to this move? And then two, who do you think ultimately ends up being the biggest beneficiary of this move being made? 1-800-636-1067 is number John out in Fredericksburg. What's going on, John? Hello. Uh, My overall reaction is, and I know this is kind of crazy, but I was actually surprised. Me too. Because (laughs) I thought they were going to use Wes as kind of a puppet to absorb all the losses that we're going to take this year and next year. Because... Next year, we got to hire a new coach, and no respectable coach is going to come here yet. We're not ready yet. And I kind of thought, like, if you remember the Sixers process, they mm-hmm. kept Brown Brown around before they hired Rivers mm-hmm. for, like, six years before they hired Rivers, when they were ready to win. So I was kind of surprised by that. I was thinking they would stick around with West for a little bit longer. Yeah, look, I... I can totally agree with that. The one thing I would say too, John, when you look at him being a potentially a tank commander, as a lot of people like to call him online, the one thing that I think is more important than having a coach, you know, eat losses is making sure, yeah, you can lose, but you got to continue to create and build those good habits because this is a young, impressionable team. And it's not like they have the ability to just turn some switch on, you know? Yeah, and uh, I agree with that. Now, now after looking at it, I agree with that. And I think Bilal is going to grow a lot more because I think he's ready to play a lot more. I know he's young, yeah, but from what I've seen from him, I, I am very excited about him. I am too, man. I appreciate the call. I think he's been probably – Bilal Koulibaly, the Wizards' first-round pick, along with Denny Avdia, have probably been the biggest bright spots for this Wizards team. I don't even think it's close, right? And the thing I said about Bilal earlier, I don't remember the last time an offensive prospect's game was undersold like this. Or excuse me, the last time a prospect's offensive game was undersold like this. I, I was of the belief that, y'all remember Jan Vesely when he first got in the NBA and how inept he was offensively, couldn't put the ball on the floor, couldn't shoot from outside at all. 
basically it was just a 6-8 waste of space, right? Just call it what it is. Stark contrast with Bilal Koulibaly. Defends, three-level score, can get his own off the bounce. We've seen his ability as a playmaker has really shined. I love what we've gotten out of Bilal Koulibaly. And answer the question that I asked to you all, I do think Bilal ends up being the biggest beneficiary. They've got to unlock this kid. And I don't know what he is to this point because the way he handles the basketball and the fluidity that he dribbles with, is he a point guard? I doubt it. But, man, wouldn't mind seeing him in some high screen and roll situations. Wouldn't mind seeing him try to, you know, break a defense down and set a teammate up. His skill set offensively, he's just scratching the surface. I I really do think, and this is why I said at the top of the show, I'm the prince of positivity when it comes to the Wizards. Dare I say that this cat's got all NBA potential? I really do think Bilal can end up being that good. And every time I make this comparison, it's so dangerous. And people think that I'm making a direct comparison, which I kind of am. But this is my wishful thinking outlook. For Bilal Koulibaly. You just look the way his the way his body is built right now. He's 19, young. Reminds me a lot of Giannis Antetokounmpo when he first entered the league. Frail, small frame, defensive savant right off the rip. Active hands, getting in passing lanes. But offensively, he was kind of behind. Bilal's even further ahead of where Giannis was in his rookie year. So I said the sky's the limit for this kid. I'll say this, though. Having Wes Unsell Jr. on the bench the rest of the year, I think, stunts that growth. And hopefully, Brian Keefe, who has an extensive background in player development, hopefully he can take or help Bilal, excuse me, take that next step. Conrad, out in South Carolina, what's going on? Hey, I think the uh, beneficiary in this particular case is the other team because uh, I kind of like that Josh Harris philosophy that kind of unfolded with the Redskins where they kept Ron Rivera rather than, you know, get rid of him midseason. I think season, I think you know what you're going to deal with. I mean, did was what would he would West still be here if they had had won nine games, ten games <laughs> instead of six? And uh, I'm glad you took my call because it allows me to follow up on something you said yesterday, which uh-huh. uh, made me lose my concentration while driving. <laughs> was was uh, getting rid of Wes Unsell? Did this potentially get rid of a person who is developing the character of these men down the road for their future manhood and lifetime family decisions? Are you asking me that? I don't. I don't think I said that. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, oh yeah, you brought it up yesterday when we were talking about coaches, and I think it came up with like Raheem Morris. Like, we'll bring Raheem in because this will help develop the character. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you're talking about maybe you're talking about someone else, yeah. Conrad. But yeah. I, I get where you're going with this. Well, but to answer, to answer your, to answer your is, question though, Conrad, yeah. I, what yeah. the hell is the point of West finishing the season? What do you benefit from? My thing well, with Wes, my thing with, my thing with Wes, Conrad, as I've been saying all show, it's one thing to be a team that's actively tanking and knowing that you're not trying to win basketball games. But when you start to not play hard, when you start to not pass the ball, when you start to stop rotating defensively, when you have a young, impressionable team like this, you create bad habits that, in some cases, you can't shake. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Sometimes you need a change of a voice. Uh, maybe he's not resonating enough, and 
you know, maybe if Wes's voice wasn't good enough, I don't know what, what makes you think the guy that was sitting next to him on the bench is going to be a, a better voice. But, um, yeah, I just – my main reason for calling was uh-huh. to pass that uh, poppycock about developing these men for future roles in society and being men. The bottom line is you want to win the O'Brien Award and the Lombardi. Honestly, <laughs> I hear you. I hear uh, you. I'm a Redskin fan from the 80s. I don't care. Like, you take Dexter Manley, hey – he gave it his all when he played here, and in the bottom line, if he's living up underneath an overpass, so be it. Because I only want one thing and one thing only, and that's a Vincent T. Lombardi. After that, I don't care. Well, Conrad, that's a that's a tough way to look at it, my man. And I appreciate the call. I mean, bottom I, line, it's I mean they're more than just players, though, Conrad. What do you think? They're just pawns for your entertainment. Yes, hundred percent. Bring me by Lombardi. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm a selfish fan. I'm a fanatic. Look, no, I no, and I, I I can respect that vantage point all the way. There are a lot of people out there that yeah. feel just like that. They just don't have yeah. the, the, the kahunas like you to say it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 100% fan. And, and look, 100%. and that, that's fine. You're not wishing ill will on anybody. You're just saying, look, is, if, right. it ain't, if it ain't helping us win games, I can really care less. You got it. I dig it. Conrad, I appreciate you tapping in as always, my friend. Woof. Conrad, hot under the collar. I, I agree with what he's saying, though, in, in part – where it's like, ah, you know, you care about players for what they could do for you now. It's a concrete, cold-hearted way to look at it. But it's life, right? I don't know, Conrad. You, I kind of tried to get on board with Conrad. It doesn't feel right. I don't believe that. Some players I, I have more personal care about than others. But I would never wish ill will on anybody. I would never... I would would feel some type of way if Dexter Manley, and I hate that that's the example that he used, was living under an overpass. I mean, come on. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lodge. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Plenty to get to here tonight. We're reacting to the Washington Wizards transitioning Wes Unseld Jr. into the front office. They promote assistant head, excuse me, assistant coach Brian Keefe to the top of the bench, he will serve as the interim coach uh, for the next 39 games of the season. Question pretty simple for you all out there on the phone lines. What is your reaction to this move, and who do you think is the biggest beneficiary of Brian Keefe uh, taking over as the interim head coach of the Washington Wizards? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I want to pass on some information uh, to you all, and because the Wizards stink, and, huh, Arthur Blake wanted to hire Bill Belichick, the head coach. It was everything else that was going to happen. So we'll get you up to speed on the NFL's hiring cycle before we get out of here. That was bad radio. I will never do that again. Um, Some more answers on why Bill Belichick is still out of a job. I will let you hear from Albert Breer, who joined NBC Sports Boston a little bit earlier today to give his two cents on what's going on uh, with the hoodie. But when we come back, we'll continue to take your calls on the Washington Wizards Plus, we'll look at the all-star starters in the NBA. They've been officially announced and released. Actually, I'll get you those all-star starters here before we hit the break. I know some of you don't really care about it, right, because the Wizards aren't going to have an all-star. But here are your starters uh, in the Eastern Conference. You're starting backcourt, Tyrese Halliburton and Damian Lillard. Joel Embiid going to start for you in the frontcourt. 
and I'm trying to find the other starters. I, I should have pulled this up before I tried to do this. Your Western Conference starters, Che Gilgis-Alexander, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James. Now, kind of interesting, right? The number one seed right now in the Western Conference is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yet, they have no starters in the All-Star game. I don't really care about the All-Star game, but I'm just saying. There are people out there that were clamoring for Jalen Brunson. I saw someone on Twitter get so annoyed that, you know, Jalen Brunson was not starting or that Jalen Brunson wasn't getting the flowers that people feel he deserves. Until the Knicks do something worth or of note in the postseason, Jalen Brunson can have all the 30-point regular season performances that he wants. Until He's not a star to me. Right, it's rare that you see a guy under six foot have major success in the NBA, and I think Jalen Brunson falls into that category. But we'll see uh, what ultimately happens with you know Jalen Brunson and the New York Knicks. They made the big trade about a week and a half ago for OG Ananobi. We'll see how that plays out for them here in the second half of the season. But your All Star starters for both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, and your backcourt for the East. Tyrese Halliburton alongside Damian Lillard. And then the front court, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid. Damian Lillard shouldn't be a starter. Not over Jalen Brunson, at least. But there's that. Then your Western Conference starters, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Kevin Durant. That'll round out your starters for both teams. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll continue to look at the top story of the evening. The Washington Wizards moving on from head coach Wes Unsell Jr., He'll transition into the front office. Brian Keefe taking over as a new interim head coach of your Washington Wizards. We'll take more of your calls on that next here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.